and good morning. Baseball's back. Baseball is back. I am Michael Raziel. This is the Win Daily Show, and I have my man, Nick Ghost. Uh, actually, I can't even say your last name. Tomasio? Di Tomaso. Close. Tomaso. Oh, that was kind of close. Yeah. But hey, I'm, you know what? <laughs> even with that butchering of your last name, Ghost Man, sports are back. You can't get that angry at me. Let's do it. We Absolutely. made it, everybody. Congratulations. Baseball is back tonight. We have a quick two game slate, but. I promise everybody out there, I'm going to watch every single second I can of both of these games. We have the Yankees Nationals starting us off, I think around like six or seven. Then we have the Dodgers Giants starting a little bit later, around 10 o'clock at night. Ghostman, how excited are you for sports to finally be back? I am thrilled um, to be able to talk about baseball starting back up tomorrow. And then we have uh, NBA starting next week along with the NHL. I mean, uh, I don't really know how to describe it other than just being thrilled to have sports back in my life. Back in our lives, thankfully. But Ghost has been covering a lot of KBO for us, a lot of CSGO. So he's been getting his fill. Hopefully all of you have been getting yours as well. And don't forget, we still have our 23 cent promo. You go to windailysports.com backslash 23. You can sign up for everything on the site. Some articles are free. Most are not. We have projection models. We have our expert chat. And obviously, with all those articles, the cheat sheets, everything that comes with it, we have our betting page that's up. I think that one's just free, which is sweet. So you can check out I the love lines. that one. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun <laughs> on both these games that are coming tonight for you. But it is morning. It is fantastic. And we are excited to be here. So, Ghost, let's start out with the Dodgers. Or no, I'm sorry. Let's start out with the, the first game, the Yankees Nationals. So we have a couple... Uh, couple i don't know i guess you could call them notable pitchers on the hill we have garrett cole for the yankees obviously and max scherzer coming in for the nationals i think mlb did an awesome job with this game getting these two teams world champs against you know like the entire world's favorite team uh, up against each other which should be a lot of fun so i guess you want to start with the pitching let's start there and i guess talk a little bit about what you think we can do with these two pitchers and, and the way that this you you know you might see this game shaping up a little bit yeah, absolutely. I mean, exactly like what you said, we have the uh, the defending world champions on opening day. And honestly, I think the league did a tremendous job with that. And then what better opponent than to uh, than to put them up against the Yankees, right? So, I mean, from, from a fan perspective, I really don't think that it gets anything better than this. Uh, speaking of the two pitchers on the mound, I mean, again, I don't really think you could get much better than that. Um, you have both Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer, two of the best pitchers, if not the two best pitchers. Uh, taking on the <laughs> yes, I know you're waving your New York Mets shirt at me, and uh, no respect to Jacob Degrom, who I have the privilege of in uh, 53 minutes. I have the privilege of taking him first overall in my uh, in my dynasty baseball league. So that's definitely fun. But uh, yeah, no, absolutely. You have Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer taking the mound, and I'm not really too sure if uh, if DraftKings kind of put the pricing out a little bit too early and thought maybe. Uh, some other pitchers might have been getting the start here, but uh, you have Garrett Cole sitting at 10K and Max Scherzer at 8.6K, who's probably at least $1,500, if not more, uh, cheaper than we all expected him to be. So these guys are going to garner most of the ownership, and rightfully so. I mean, they both had uh, the first and third rank strikeout uh, percentages, respectively, uh, last season. And Garrett Cole, with his uh, whopping 40% strikeout rate, is is an absolute uh, DFS machine, right? So you have both these guys that, um, despite going up against each other's respective heavy-hitting offenses, both uh, are the top two targets on the slate by far. 
Yeah, and it's, I mean, also, yeah, isn't that funny? We also have Clayton Kershaw, who might go down as, you know, one of the greatest left-handed pitchers of all time, but we'll get to him in a second. And I, I agree, it is, it's, it is a, it's, it's going to be so much fun. And obviously, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I love pitching. Pitching is by far my favorite part about baseball, watching the game within the game, that whole thing. But man, that Yankees offense is tough. Like it's, there's really no letting up throughout that entire thing. How do you see it playing out specifically on the Scherzer? And like, I can see Cole just mowing everybody down through seven innings, but I could see Scherzer getting into a little bit of trouble, especially against that power hitting lineup. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's something that we need to consider. I mean, especially with uh, both Jockings and Fandul uh, starting off the season with a bang with uh, each of their respective Millie makers on both sides. And we're going to have to be different, right? So, and what better way than to take a chance on one of these high powered offenses against one of the best pitchers in the league, no matter which side you end up choosing, right? So, um, personally, I, I, I really do think that this is going to come down to the, each respective team's bullpen. I mean, you, you have Garrett Cole, who's just a dominant force every single time he takes the mound, exactly like what you just said. And Max Scherzer is one of the most competitive guys in all of sports right now, I would make the argument for. I mean, you saw him out there in the World, Seri- uh, in the World Series and every single time he takes the mound, he wants to pitch. Uh, he, he would pitch 150 times if, if his arm would let him. You know what I mean? So he's a guy that uh, when, whenever he gets taken off the mound, he, he, he wishes he could have stayed out there. And I really think he's going to bring it on opening day. And again, what better way than to start off with a, uh, with a win against the Yankees. And it really wouldn't surprise me to, to, to kind of see the Nats let him do his thing out there. I mean, a lot of people are worried, uh, okay, are the pitchers going to be fully stretched out? Uh, players are going through quarantine. There's constant uh, coronavirus concerns around the around the clubhouse and whatnot. So, is Scherzer and or Cole going to see a full workload? Are they going to pitch 90, 100, 105 times? We won't know till uh, till opening pitch. But at the same time, if I would have to lean one or the other, who's going to take the mound the longest amount of time and see the most pitches? I would think it's Max Scherzer. I mean, every single game counts in this shortened season. And with the Nats defending their world title, what better way than to kick off to let uh, Scherzer go seven, eight innings and and really carry them in a low-scoring affair? Yeah, their their bullpen. We might forget what they did because we might forget what they did last season because in the playoffs their bullpen was surprisingly fantastic. But they were one of yeah. the absolute worst bullpens in the entire league last year. They did bring Daniel Hudson back, so he will be back for an entire season. So that will probably help because he was fantastic. Once they pulled him, I can't remember where he came from. The Marlins, maybe or the Blue Jays. I can't remember where he came from. Some crap team. So uh, <laughs> he he definitely did his thing when he got to the Nationals, and and obviously as we all know, they ended up with the rings uh, as they did in that wacky ass game uh, seven game <laughs> series. But in, in, I love that point because the Yankees bullpen is incredible. I mean, just think of the guys. That, I mean, I think Chapman's not going to be there, but you have Tommy Canely, you have Chad Green. Like these guys aren't like super well known, but they're there like six and seven inning guys. Right. And then you can throw out Absolutely. Zach Britton and Adam Montavino. Like th- their bullpen is stack so if Cole does get into a little bit of trouble you make a good point they might just say hey you know what you look a little tired we'll just put one of these other guys that can throw 100 miles an hour in that can strike out 95% of the batters they face so it's a really really good point and I guess moving on to or how do you want to do this do you want to do the the stacks of this game first or do you want to hop over do the rest of the pitching and then kind of do the stacks all at once uh yeah we'll we'll talk about the stacks for this game first okay. and then we'll move on to the next game 
Perfect. All right. So yeah, talk to me, man. I mean, we got we got the Yankees with their ridiculous lineup. Um, we have the Nationals not quite as ridiculous. The offense isn't going to be as powerful. I mean, I have to assume we're leaning on the Yankees a little bit here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Yankees, no matter which they are, always a viable stock. Uh, no, no matter which they are playing MLB DFS, and uh, no, no matter which one of our articles over at Windowy Sports you're going to read, I mean, they'll at least be of an honorable mention at the bare minimum, just because of how high powered their their offense is and the the ratio between their contact rates and and their hard hit rates are are one of the best, if not the best, in the league. Right. So, I mean, you got guys like Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, Gleyber Torres. Any one of these guys can not only hit one home run, but multiple in a single game. So, and again, on the, on these Millie Maker slates, something's going to have to be able to separate us from the field. And whether it's a one-off or, or, or taking a chance like uh, on a guy like Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton over two more popular bats in Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts in the next game. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, who's to say that Max Scherzer says exactly what we were talking about it before? Is it possible that he goes seven, eight innings and he throws 90 to 100 pitches and just for them to secure that first win in the season and start off with a bang and, and let, let the league know like, hey, we're the reigning champions and we're, we're here to play? Absolutely. But at the same time, if he gets into early trouble, who's to see that we don't see that bullpen for the majority of the game? And they're like, you know what? It's still a 60 plus game season. We'll, we'll, we'll get you back out there next time, right? So yeah. um, in terms of the Yankees, I, I, I definitely think that they're viable just like on any other day. Um, but I'm, I'm taking a longer look at the Nats here. I mean, especially with the amount of ownership that Garrett Cole is garnering uh, on both sides. I mean, FanDuel, there's such little price difference between him and Max Scherzer that I feel like a lot of people are going to flock towards Garrett Cole. Uh, and rightfully so. You can't really blame them. I mean, guy's got a 40% strikeout rate and... Uh, and is an absolute machine uh, from a DFS perspective and in uh, and, and a real life pitcher. So, for sure, he's going to be the highest owned pitcher. And over on DK at 10K, it's an absolute no brainer for a lot of people to lock in both pitchers in this game. But for me, uh, a mini Nat stack is definitely something that I'm looking at. Um, whether it starts with a guy like Juan Soto, who who is four for six in his career against Garrett Cole, he's got two homers, he's got two doubles, so he's got four extra base hits uh, in, in in all four uh, hits that he does have against them. He's definitely somebody that, again, he can make your lineup different simply because of the way position eligibility works on both these sites, right? I mean, a lot of guys are going to try and jam in these Dodgers and stock Cody Bellinger, stock uh, Jock Peterson, stock Mookie Betts, uh, a, a bunch of different Dodgers at that point where the outfield position is, is somewhere where not only do we have some of the biggest names, but we do have some of the best DFS plays in an entire season, let alone on this two-game slate. So... Going with a guy like Juan Soto is definitely something that interests me. And again, uh, in the in the nine slot, if Victor Robles uh, hits out of that nine slot, he's somebody that I'm kind of taking a look at simply because if he could get on base, uh, he's definitely someone that could swipe a bag and uh, and and get some extra points from from us from that perspective. And again, hitting from that nine slot, I'm, I'm a big fan of the wraparound stocks uh, that we call them in MLB DFS. So that's when you stack the nine, one, two, three, four hitters, something of that. Uh, of that manner. And he, he's definitely somebody that I'm going to be looking at, uh, depending on where my lineups end up. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You can grab that stolen base, then you can get that RBI. And then Juan Soto can do his thing as well. Um, I got That's Juan it. Soto in a season long, so I'm very excited about that. Um, let's, uh, let's just check in on the odds right now. The run line one and a half, uh, to the Yankees at plus plus one fifteen, plus one and a half 
to the Nationals at minus 132. That's the consensus from a bunch of different books here in New Jersey. And then let's just look at that money line. Yep, minus 135 to the Yankees, plus 118 to the Nationals. And over-under, we got over-under of 7.5. So we'll see what happens there. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun, and I'm pretty excited about it. So let's move on to the later game. We got, again, and I'm, I'm a huge Clayton Kershaw fan. I know I'm a Mets fan, but back in college, I would just stay up late and listen to Vince Scully and watch him call a Kershaw game. I think that's why I like Kershaw more because Vince Scully was, you know, using his imagination brush and painting for me the whole time. But let's talk about this late game. I mean, the Dodgers hands down. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers have only a teens in their loss column at the end of the year, you know, 19, 18 losses for the entire year. I would not be surprised by that. I mean, I I don't know, man, this giants team is everybody keeps telling me they're trash. I look at their lineup. They're definitely trash. Uh, They don't really have too much pitching. They really don't have too much there. I mean, does Johnny Cueto stand a chance? Like, how weird and how wacky do we have to get to actually start Johnny Cueto in a start like this? I mean, uh, whether we're talking opening NBA week, uh, opening NHL week, opening MLB, no matter what the sport is, you're you're definitely going to hear all of us discuss how we could get different in these large field tournaments and specifically the Millie Makers. But putting Johnny Cueto in your lineup is is just not something that I would recommend, let alone even consider at this point. I mean we have three of the best pitchers in, in in the entire sport on the same slate on a two game slate of that matter. So you got three out of four pitchers that are all Cy Young candidates. To, to me, it's, it, it's a hard no on Johnny Cueto. That's for sure. And in, in, in a no simple way, Cueto. simple, simple, effective way to put it. It's, it, it's a hard no on Johnny Cueto for me. So, so as we were talking about before, I mean, Max Scherzer's strikeout rate's insane. Um, Garrett Cole's strikeout rate's on another planet. That used to be Clinton Kershaw. He's obviously not the pitcher he was anymore, but he is very clearly going against a weaker team. So I understand, you know, we're going to have shares. We're not just going to make one lineup and put two pitchers in it. We're going to make a few. What's that percentage you're looking at for Clinton Kershaw? Is he going to be in like a third of your lineups maybe? Is he going to be in a quarter? Because again, he's going against such a trash team. That a seven inning, you know, 10 strikeout Clayton Kershaw gem from six, seven years ago. It's really not out of the question, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're going to have to see the lineups uh, tomorrow at around uh, noon to, to kind of see if, if some today. value opens up today, oh. today at noon. <laughs> so we're going to we're, we're going to get them uh, at around noon. So looking at that, we're, we're definitely going to need some value pieces to open up to, uh, to, to not play a guy like Clayton Kershaw. I mean, over on FanDuel, I find that a little bit more viable uh, with, with like kind of like what I was saying before, with such little price difference between Kershaw and Scherzer and Cole, I, I feel like it's more justifiable over there to kind of jam one of them in. But over on DK, you really can't ignore his price tag. And especially when my primary objective on DraftKings is to jam in five Dodgers hitters. Clayton Kershaw definitely becomes an elite target for me, and I'm definitely going to be overweight uh, compared to the field. That's for sure. I love it. I love it. Now let's talk about these stacks because we already talked about Johnny Cueto. Don't play him, says Ghost. That was really <laughs> easy. Um, as you've been saying, and as we'll be saying, and as our good friend Brian over here, Brian Tullock to, at Two Lock Sports, we're jamming the Dodgers in as often as we can, as we all just saw <laughs> yesterday that Mookie Betts signed an incredible something like 13 or 12 year, it's $370 million deal, whatever it was. Kudos to him. I think him and his family are going to be pretty set for a little while now. But that this lineup is just absolutely insane when you think about now they get the DH. Now they don't have to be weird and wacky. Now these players don't have to get taken out 
in the sixth inning because of a pitching change. Like we can just let this lineup lineup roll. So how much more excited are you now that the Dodgers now now we don't have to worry about Jock Peterson. He's just gonna sit in that DH spot and just try and hit mash dingers all day long. I mean, to uh, to kind of put my excitement into words, I'd like to uh, I'd like to quote our good friend Brian's article who uh, who made his uh, his debut for his picks and pivots, which. I was thrilled to read uh, for the first time when I heard that he was coming over to join us. And I can't wait to get to work with him uh, over the next, uh, who knows how long amount of time. But uh, he goes, I like stacking. I like the Dodgers offense. I like stacking the Dodgers offense. And that to me sums it up perfectly. I mean, this is the lineup that I will have the most exposure to. They will have the heaviest ownership, but Again, rightfully so. I mean, you you add a guy like Mookie Betts into your lineup, which was already one of the most potent lineups in all of baseball. Then you add Mookie Betts. Now you're talking about adding a universal DH into the lineup. I mean, it's like taking candy from a kid. I mean, you you, you just can't not do it at that point. You, you open up FanDuel, you open up DraftKings, you see all these Dodgers, you're like, okay, it's not about if I'm playing them or not. It's more like... How many am I going to play? And if that max number is five, I'm trying to get five of them in there. And it's more like, who am I going to play? To me, it's a no-brainer to play four or five Dodgers on both sides and to just absolutely jam them in your lineup. It will be extremely worth it. Extremely worth it. So as you said, it's it's more the who. So understanding, again, it's a, it's a two-game slate. So we can't even really get that weird and wacky. How do you, when breaking up, you know, when you're looking again at shares and you're making a couple different lineups, again, there's going to be a lot of Dodgers stacks in there. How are you going to go about kind of playing contrarian just within this, this five person group of just Dodgers hitters? Like, how are you going to get a little crazy to just be a little different than the field and make sure that you're not leaving too many, too many points on the bench? I mean, I, I feel like most people are going to, when, if, if they're taking the same strategy as jamming in as many Dodgers as they can, most people will likely start with, uh, with, with Bellinger and Betts. And again, those are probably my top two targets on the entire slate. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to have multiple lines with both of them in there. But again, just by leaving one of them out, you're you're already getting slightly different compared to the field. But then you're going to have to look at this, uh, I guess you could call them a supporting cast, when in reality, you, you could argue that they could lead the offense on any given day or night, uh, depending on what time they're playing. So, I mean, you have guys like Seager, you have guys like Will Smith, uh, you have guys like, like Turner at third base. So, I mean, these are all guys that are viable for our stocks. And at, at one point to we end up making the decision on who to play and in what position. For me, it's really how it affects my entire lineup. So if there's a guy that I'm plugging in in outfield and third base, let's say. So I got Cody Bellinger and Betts plugged in no matter what, and I'm debating, okay, do I go with Turner at third base or do I go with Jock Peterson on the outfield? For me, it's all about that second player that you end up adding in. So um, you guys are going to hear me talk about this no, no matter what the sport is. It's not necessarily about the individual pick that you make. It's more about how it affects the rest of your lineup construction. So for me, if you're, if you're more comfortable playing a guy at third base like Joe Urshela compared to punting an outfielder because you want to get Turner in at third base, that to me makes it a better play to go with the former option in the sense that, hey, if Jock Peterson and Joe Urshela make a better combination than Turner and uh, a guy like uh, Adam Eaton in outfield, I'm definitely going to take the better combination in that sense. So while I may not have necessarily the best individual Dodger that I think will put up the most amount of raw points, 
for me, it's all about that combination, whether it's two or three uh, way pivot. That's how I'm going to be building most of my lineups uh, today. Today, nice. Uh, I am. I'm so excited <laughs> for this game as well. I want to see Clayton Kershaw on the bump. Uh, the over under on this game is eight. I bet you can't guess who the juice is on money line. We got uh, Dodgers minus three twenty one. Giants wow. plus two sixty six. Yes, uh, Vegas. Yeah. All of these books do not care. Um, nobody. DraftKings in particular. You can get the Giants at plus two eighty. Uh, if you hop over to points bet and FanDuel, you can get the Dodgers as low. The low, low price, minus 310. So we'll see what happens there. And obviously the run line, um, Dodgers minus 128, Giants plus 111. So just take the Dodgers run line and, and be happy with it. So Ghostman, appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this first of many, many. I, we're going to have to come up with a name, like shot of something maybe in the morning. I don't know. Shot of Michael and Ghost in the morning. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we're going to have to come everybody. up with something. Yeah, we'll come up a little bit better than that. But Ghost, <laughs> where can everyone find you on Twitter? Uh, at DFS underscore ghost. Uh, you guys can find me there. And as always in every single channel in the Win daily sports discord, make sure that you join now and take advantage of that amazing offer that we have. As Michael said at the beginning of the show, 23 cents for your first month. And as my good friend, Jim Thompson says, it's only a quarter. We know you guys can do it. Yes. And Jim will even send you a quarter. If you send up, just send us your <laughs> security uh, uh, number and your address. Uh, I am at Michael Raziel one uh, thank you so much for Ghost. Yes, again, 23 cents for everything on the site. It's only lasting about a week longer, so take advantage while you can. We appreciate all of you and hope you make it a very profitable day.